When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, this is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Riverwind Casino, still the one. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody, and welcome. Rudy's Country Store Barbecue on a Tuesday night. It is time for Sooner Sports Talk. The head coach of the Sooners, Lincoln Riley, will join us soon. Our opening segment brought to you by Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. And please help me welcome the Butkus and Bednarik Award winner and the best color analyst in college football, Teddy Lehman, everybody. How are we doing, T-Row? What's up, my friend? I'm good. How are you tonight? Fantastic. Good. You ready for a good show? I'm ready to roll. We got 60 minutes of uh, OU football talk in front of us. We're going to preview Iowa State and, of course, look back to Baylor. And we welcome in right now the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Lincoln Riley. Hi, coach. Hey, guys. How we doing? 
Good. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Doing well. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. You got a feisty crowd that has joined us here live tonight at Rudy's. Coach, at 27-14, the final down in Waco. Let's start with uh, the same way we always do. What would you like? What would you not like about Saturday? Uh, what I liked, uh, it's our defensive uh, performance through three quarters. You know, defense did a, uh, our defense did a phenomenal job uh, keeping us in the football game. Uh, it was obviously a, a low-scoring, you know, kind of just slugfest there for uh, for three quarters. And I uh, thought we, you know, did some really good things defensively, you know, getting the – Having the, the fourth down stop uh, when Baylor had, had good field position the first couple of possessions. Uh, obviously got two turnovers that were really, really big during the game. Uh, got a lot of penetration on the day. We were in the backfield quite a bit. Uh, didn't tackle as well and busted a couple of key assignments in the fourth quarter, which was disappointing because it really had a chance to be an outstanding effort uh, defensively. Uh, but a lot of positives there. There was. Um, offensively, you know, we didn't. We didn't start very well, you know, which is always uh, can just really put you behind on the road when you get in a, against a good football team and a good atmosphere on the road. And there's nothing like getting off to a good start. And we, we did the opposite of that. We, we, we were poor the first two possessions. Um, and then what I thought really, in a lot of ways, shaped the game, because I remember going in at half feeling like, man, we just squandered an opportunity to be to have a sizable lead. I, I just I really felt that way. And but you look at it as after we didn't score offensively the first two possessions, um, we drove down and uh, I think missed a field goal. We drove down and scored. Uh, we drove down and missed another field goal. And then the first possession of the second half, we rip off two or three plays. I mean, we're rolling. We're almost into their territory. You know, and we have the busted assignment and we throw a, you know, a kind of a careless interception trying to throw the ball away. And we really had four like really positive drives, like moving it well, all that, and, and we had seven points out of it. And I thought that that was that was a huge turning point in the game um, because we just we didn't get paid off for for moving the ball well at that time and having four positive drives. And so uh, made it a close game. Uh, got into the fourth quarter, you know, to, I think ten to seven going in, and had a ton of confidence. And why wouldn't you, based on? How well this team is closed and, and finished and found ways all year and uh, and we just we didn't play well in the fourth quarter. Uh, we really didn't. We um, obviously had a, had a couple of uh, they stopped us a couple of times. We scored there late. Um, had a couple key penalties defensively. Missed some tackles and had the the uh, the busted assignment on the long you know 75 yard run that were that really changed the game. So uh, we had a chance to make the key plays there on on all sides. Uh, offense, defense, and special teams, and we didn't make enough of them uh, to win a game like that. It felt like offensively, um, you know, passing game maybe a little out of sync. I thought the offensive line, at least early, protected pretty well. Looked like there was some good time in the pocket, but uh, couldn't find some guys downfield. Did you do you see anything different maybe from Baylor on the back end that maybe not expected for the young quarterback? No, not really. I mean, they they kind of do what they do. Um, you know, it was just kind of a combination. I, I, I agree. I think we passed pro very well on the day. Um, we, we had a couple of missed assignments by backs and pass pro that, that hurt us late in the game. Um, but, no, we did, a, we did a good job in pass protection. We, we had time. I mean, there was, other than a, a, I don't know, two or three passes, it was not much of an issue. Uh, and it's a good front. So we, we did a really nice job there. Yeah, the passing game was kind of a mixture of it's a few things that we missed. Um, a couple of just throws that we missed that we just never do. And then we dropped 
you know, we probably dropped twice as many balls in that football game as we have in a football game all year. It's, we've really, especially this last kind of the middle, you know, middle of the season on, we have caught the football extremely well. And uh, we just kind of, we had kind of all of our drops right there in one. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of took turns between the quarterbacks and wideouts in the passing game um, of, of just not executing. And there were some things that it's frustrating. You go back and watch the tape, and there's some things that are just really, really there and totally within our control that we simply, you know, we didn't do it, do it at a high enough level. How much was Caleb's hand bothering him during the game? It was a factor. I mean, it, it was definitely a factor. Um, you know, just grip on the ball, uh, feel for the ball. You know, it, it just it, – it certainly was a factor. I mean, I can't say it was the, the cause of anything – you know, everything that didn't go well, um, but but it, it was. It's uh, – you know, it's that – you know, it's, our passing game is precise enough that, you know, we've obviously become used to those guys being very, very on point and we expect it. Um, guys in the past, guys right now, no question about it. And uh, so um, – I'm fortunate that it happened, but those are that's part of that's part of the game. You got to deal with it. Uh, we saw him, you know, waving his hand around like he he got hurt, and then we saw the replay where uh, he got stepped on. But at least myself, I didn't think that maybe it was that big of a factor until I saw him try and throw that one ball away and couldn't get much on it. But that play was kind of it seemed strange from the get go. What went on there? Like, we saw the play action to. Yeah. Uh, you know the back wasn't there. What went went down on that play? Yeah, we 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 had an error. We didn't bring the back back into the backfield, and and I think right when Caleb snapped it, he he realized it, and it just he just you know just just kind of panicked. He knew we were off, and uh, had the presence of mind to try to throw the ball away. And like you said, that was kind of right after he had been stepped on, and it just. He, he felt like he had plenty of on it to get it out of there, and obviously it, it really wasn't near it. So, I mean, I, I kind of knew at that point that we, you know, needed to, you know, one, kind of look for a spark. Obviously had a lot of confidence in Spencer. Um, and then, you know, obviously give that a chance to calm down a little bit for Caleb. You elected to receive the kickoff. Now, you haven't won a coin flip in a long time, so maybe you would have done that six weeks ago. I don't know, yeah. but that's abnormal for you. So why did you make that choice? Yeah, no, I've, I, like you said, I've, I've, I've uh, told our captains the same thing for, I think, six weeks in a row. So uh, next time I'm going to tell them to lose the coin toss. So, yeah. Well, it, it was, you know, it, it was a, a different start to the game. But, you know, there was – it was weird start kind of. You, you guys mirrored each other. Um, you know, both teams were a little slow starting. There was – both teams missed uh, some deep shots there. And it, and it feels like maybe some of the deeper stuff has been a little bit out of sync now. I think we benefited some by causing that timing to be a little off and getting some calls out of it. Maybe should have got a call or two uh, this weekend. But uh, is there anything in in some of the deep passing game that you've seen that's that's maybe just a little bit off? Yeah, you know, and it's so strange is that's that's been so good for us. I mean, we I don't know what our average yards per completion against Texas Tech was, but it was uh, it was pretty high. Um, you know, we completed a lot of deep shots against TCU. We've I mean, it's been honestly kind of in this last run. It's it's been a strength of ours, and uh, yeah, I mean, we had we had as many opportunities in this game form, if not maybe even more. Um, and again, just kind of combinations of you know some some plays that receivers could have made that that we didn't quite make, some throws that we could have made that we you know didn't quite make. I mean, we were like I said, <laughs> agonizingly close. It's it's uh, it's kind of sick to watch the film and 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 then have to rehash it because it just like I said, it's just. 
plays that we're accustomed to making and disappointing when, when you don't make them and you have that just golden opportunity right there in front of you. I like when we get a chance to talk to you about situations we haven't seen before because you can explain it to us. Sometimes, you know, it's a rule situation or whatever. I want to be sensitive here uh, because I know there's nothing you can say about the end of the game that is no win situation for you. So I'm not going to ask you for a comment on any of that. Don't, don't worry about that. But as it was explained on the field and maybe even afterwards, did you have to come back on the field? Is, do you have to have a defensive guy on the field at the end of that game? Was that what the referee was telling you? Uh, you, you do. Um, my, my point, my argument had nothing to do with that or not. My, my argument was the, the officials uh, and the ADs have a, have a – they have the power uh, that if there's an unforeseen circumstance – um, that they can, and a game is already decided. Um, that they can, they can shut it down right there, and that's that's what I wanted to happen. Um, and I didn't listen. Baylor could have kicked the field goal the previous play before the people rushed us the the field, and I've already said my piece on that. If, if that's their choice, nothing I can do about that. Um, but once their fans rushed the field, it was it was pretty hectic down there you know and we're there was some really close to bad things that were happening or about to happen and that's not a good situation um and so then that I got you know my first inclination I knew there was still time on the clock but I told the team get in the locker room everybody get in the locker room because it was not it was not a good situation down there um and that that was my point to the officials was Y'all gonna pull all these people back. You're gonna make us bring our players back out here, and then they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do, and then they're gonna rush this field again. We're gonna we're gonna do that again, like player safety, like all this. You know what I mean? The game's already decided, and I know they had the power to do it. Um, they disagreed that they didn't, um, but they do, and uh, you know we 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 got it done and rushed you know rushed it again, and you know thankfully. Um, guys got out of there okay yeah well I, I still believe that that whole issue was caused by the clock there's 43 seconds left and they didn't start the play clock that had 40 seconds and as soon as they don't start the play clock and it ticks down well everyone says the game's over right and yeah. we're just going to walk off and I felt like that started the whole the whole avalanche there they should have rolled the play clock but uh I I never see Joe C down. Did you learn anything about your AD? Is that a guy you want to take in the foxhole with you? <laughs> yeah, not, he uh, he might not have been quite as uh, uh, animated as I was, but no, nah, he was he was very supportive, right there with me. He knew where I was coming from. I wasn't trying to do anything, you know, you know, not with class or listen. We we won a lot of games around here. That's great. When we occasionally lose one, we we can do it with class, and and so I. That, that didn't have anything to do with it, and I think he knew and, and supported where I was coming from. So no, I, was, I appreciated having him down there. He was doing everything that he possibly could. Never fails, right? You feel like you've seen everything. Yeah, and every you've been week, to I enough know. games, and it just <laughs> inevitably something new. I love the fact that the first guy back on the field was Brian Mead, the guy who's played in more games than anybody in OU history. He was right. like, I'll be right back out there. For yeah, I told him, just go get me 11. I, as long as uh, I don't care who they are, just go get me 11 guys. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get into some Iowa State talk and start to take some of your questions as well. When we come back, we're at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue with Lincoln Riley. Stay with us. 
Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics, Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Rudy's. Toby and Teddy with you. Lincoln Riley alongside as well. Coach, before we get to uh, some of the fan questions tonight and some more from us, I wanted to give you a chance to comment on Caleb Kelly. Unfortunately, uh, suffered another injury on Saturday. and Sounds like his career at OU is done, but uh, what a tremendous representative of your program he's been. Yeah, man, he has been. That, uh, that, that, that took some wind out of our sails, man. I think everybody on that sideline, you know, just – Injuries are part of the game, and obviously we, we've, we've seen them all before and all that, but, man, that was um, – yeah, to me, it always felt a lot, lot like, like when Rodney went down, you know, and, and had had, obviously, several others before. Um, it did. It, it was tough to see. I mean, honestly, a little hard to believe. You know, you, you see – you only see so many of those – you know, ever so often, and, and to have a guy have have that many in his career and continue to battle back, and I mean, what does a guy do? He he goes in the locker room, takes his stuff off, and he's he's back out there supporting the team. And I mean, that's just him. So, nah, he's been phenomenal here. We we've all been better because he's been there. He's uh, done everything we could ever ask. He's had a lot of tough things not go his way. Um, he's had a lot of great moments too, but he's had a lot of tough things not go his way, and he's never even blinked. So, nah, he's a Great kid. I said today, whatever he chooses to do next, he will do it at a very, very high level. Every week we have an employee of Academy Sports and Outdoors with a question for Coach Riley. Here's tonight's question. Hey, Coach, what current player do you see as a possible head coach one day? Ooh, good one. That is a good one. Um, current player. You know, we've got some we've got some guys that are certainly interested in, in coaching. Uh, you know, Tanner Schaefer, you know, is interested in coaching. Spencer Jones uh, is in, interested in coaching. Ben Harris, those are three guys right there in my room, uh, in, the, in the quarterback room. So I, I, uh, you know, I know those three guys have certainly have aspirations. But I, I think we have several others. Um, we've got a lot of guys that have great leadership. Uh, you know, you could point to some of our team captains, some of the guys on our leadership council. Um, 
guys that you see speaking in front of the media very often that, that do a great job, you know, representing themselves and leading others. So, yeah, thankfully we've got quite a few. How about the Stoops kid? He might he might have it in his blood, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, he's a playmaker, man. He's fun to watch. Uh, Caleb or uh, yeah, Caleb Williams. You, you know, it, he's he's got a ton of confidence. We've seen that. Uh, you're probably not worried about bounce back at all, but you know, just kind of that process to to kind of take your first lumps and and bounce back. Like, what have you seen from him so far this week? And is that something that you even worry about with him? Uh, no, I'm not too concerned about it. I mean, I think you know, you know, these young guys and a guy like him that's had some you know some success early on in his career. The you know the notion becomes that the outside thinks, well, you know they're just so amazing they're immune from this i mean it's 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 part of learning i mean every every experience for him right now positive or negative is something to learn from and he's going to continue to learn take it in uh he's he's doing a lot of really good things he'll continue to do a lot of really good things and grow and experiences like this for a young player particularly a young quarterback can be honestly they can be like really helpful i mean they can they can be some of the most valuable experiences of their career uh because they you really learn so much in moments like this and i would be surprised if he doesn't do that our rudy's anywhere sooners everywhere question tonight from twitter eric lusk asks coach what can be done to get the run game going again uh, you know we, we we need to be a little more efficient with our opportunities probably the biggest uh, problem with it the other day is I didn't do a good enough job staying with it. Um, you know, we started to settle in and, and and run the ball pretty consistently after those first couple of drives, and uh, and I didn't do a good enough job staying with it as the game went on. So um, we've got some good backs back there. Um, line does a good job in it. Um, so I, I need to do a better job with that. Eric, congratulations. We've got a $50 Rudy's gift card headed your way. Uh, it's going to be another challenge. <laughs> The rest of the season is going to be challenging to run the football. Iowa State uh, coming to town, and I keep telling everyone, I know they've got four losses, but that team is going to be raring to go whenever they show up. Um, that's going to be a tough challenge. They're good on the, the, the front seven there, the defensive line. Running the football is going to be another challenge this week. Oh, no question. Yeah, I think they're 10th rated defense in the, in the country right now. So <laughs> they're, they're, they're a good football team. They're one of the most talented uh, top-to-bottom football teams that we have played or will play all year. Um, a, lot of, a lot of talent returning on this team. Um, they've got some good young talent too, uh, but just a lot of guys that have played. I mean, literally that entire team that we just got done playing in the Big 12 championship doesn't seem like that long ago. Um, uh, is uh, it's really the same team with a couple of new fresh faces that have done a good job for them. So, no, they are. They're they're a good football team. They're they're tough defensively. Um, they're very unique in what they do schematically. You know, we've seen it some here over the years. They do a great job. Um, they they play it very very well um, and challenge in a lot of different ways. So, no, nah, it's a it's a good group. It'll be a fun matchup. I'm thought provoking here from Melissa on Twitter. What's the best advice you've received, Coach? Uh, on to implement with a team after a loss and who gave you that advice do you remember anything along the way about coming off a loss that a coach or anybody has given you yeah no I mean I think a lot of lessons through the years I've got um actually just a, a, I typically have a couple things uh, that I kind of go back to good thing I haven't I normally have to dig them up a little bit, which has been good. Um, it's good that they're not sitting right there on front not having to use them too much um yeah, Coach Stoops gave me a couple of cool things. They, they kind of a, um, 
you know, uh, it's actually a, a poem that got, he used to, that, that he had for years and years and, and uh, kind of, I don't know what I want to get too in depth with. It's got a little, probably a little more personal between he and I, but it's uh, kind of, it really kind of spells out the position you're in and kind of the way you feel as a, as a head coach when things don't go your way and, and kind of the, the mindset and mentality behind it. So, uh, yeah, a couple of cool things that he's, he's left for me along the way that I certainly still go back to. You know, I, we pretty much always say that, you know, the playoff rankings and what happens in the polls is something that we, you know, we just win each game and all that's going to take care of itself. But, you know, after a loss at this point in the season, is it something that where you do have to address and say, our goals are still there and at least lay out like the, the plan that you can still accomplish everything? Or is that is it just the same mentality? We just keep winning and let it take care of itself. Well, I mean, I, you're going to have to win. I mean, you're going to have to win and play well at any point for those goals to happen. I, I think the thing for us, I mean, I, I told the guys, I said today at the presser, I mean, we've been here, you know, I've been here six years. You know, four of the six, we won the Big 12 championship with one loss. All four of those, we went to the playoff. Uh, the other two, we won the Big 12 championship as well, uh, but had two losses, and then we went to a major bowl game and won those. So, uh you kind of, you kind of know where you know where that thing's going to fall, and so I, I think the point being is you have a lot still, a, a ton still in front of this team. I, that, I mean, that's the I said to the guys after. I mean, that's the advantage of winning all your your first nine games is if you have a day like you did the other day and you slip up and you don't win, uh, you don't take things out of the table. The only thing you take off the table is an undefeated season. Now, now. The thing we got to focus in on, though, is we got to go play our best, and we've got to correct the things that we didn't do well last Saturday, and we've got to take steps there, and we've got to go put it on the field. And so the goals are there, but if you don't go take care of business and prepare and play at a high level, the goals aren't going to matter anyway. And so that's understand that they're there. Okay, that's great. They're there now. What do we got to do to play at the level um, that we feel like we can? Coach, big picture uh, college football question. We, we had another head coach that lost his job today midseason. I mean, we're double digits now uh, yeah. in the middle of the year. Uh, is this a result, in your opinion, of the December signing date? Is it bad for college football? What are your thoughts on this is a new phenomenon, it feels like, in the sport. Yeah, no, it's – I mean, th- I think that's a factor. I think the transfer portal's a factor. Um, I think – you know, as, as this has started, it's created a cycle where people feel like they're going to maybe get behind or maybe not get to hire, you know, the person they want to hire. And so it's it just kind of created this cycle. And uh, now you hate it. I, I just I don't I don't like what it stands for, because to me, you you know, if you start a season with a team like coach or player, like if you, you start a season, you should finish it um, unless just somebody tells you you can't. Then then that's that's out of your hands. But it. it I just, um, you know, I, I, I hate that because I mean, I, like I said, we're we're trying to teach these guys a lot. We got all, you know, obviously there's all got a lot riding on it, all very invested in it. But just not having the opportunity to, to finish um, a season, you know, you start kind of that that season with all the guys, all the players, all the coaches, the excitement of the new season, all that. It just feels like you, you know that you should be able to finish. I mean, I, I understand why it's happening, but. Uh, wish we could find a way to do better there.
We'll take a break. One final segment with Coach Riley. When we come back, we'll get his thoughts even more on Iowa State, the opponent coming up this Saturday. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk here at Rudy's. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. Academy Sports and Outdoors. Get your officially licensed Sooners gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors, preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Hey, whether you're home gating or tailgating for the OU game, make a winning play with Tostitos Chips. Tostitos packs the crunch for a touchdown in taste. And the one pass is your one ticket to 80-plus Sooner athletic events and access to exclusive experiences. Go to Soonersports.com slash one pass for more information on how to experience the best in collegiate athletics. Final segment for us with Coach Riley, OU Iowa State, coming up 11 a.m. Saturday morning. It is the home finale in uh, Coach, it's the same team. It's the same Iowa State team, all the same. Four years now. Yeah, yeah. familiarity for uh, running out your ears with Brock Purdy and Brees Hall and Charlie Kolar, and Rose and Eisworth. I mean, uh, they know you inside out and you know them inside out. So what kind of a challenge does that lead to you? That's a big challenge. You know, they're, they're, they're a really good football team. You know, and anybody that thinks they're not, they just had to pay attention, man. I mean, these guys, they're, they're, they're really good on both sides of the ball, and they're good schematically. Um, they have a ton of experience. I mean, probably probably the most experienced team in the league. Uh, they've got a couple of good wideouts that are playing at a high level. Of course, you know about the tight ends and the tailback. They're, they're all fantastic. Um, and I know we talked about defensively the challenge that they bring. So... Yeah, we've had some great battles with these guys here um, in the last several years. And uh, like you said, yeah, it feels like we've been playing the same team with the same players for three or four years now. Um, but, no, we have the utmost respect for them, uh, no, no question about it. It'll be a, uh, a big challenge. It'll be a fun challenge. It's, uh, it's always fun, and games have tended to be you know, very, very uh, high-level football games. Are you shocked at the record, 6-4? and four? You know, I, I thought coming out this year they were going to be, you know, a top 10 type of team the, the entire season. Uh, four losses, you know, close games early, tech game here last week. is It took me by surprise. Are you, are you shocked at what the record is right now? You know, it just shows you. I mean, it's just college football, man. I mean, it's uh, – am I surprised? Yeah, yeah, I am. But, I mean, it's – it's hard to win, man. I mean, they're 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 a good football team. I mean, no no question. And I mean, just as easily as they're six and four, this team could have a record like ours. I mean, easily. And so, um, it takes a lot to win. And they've they've been right there, and, and they certainly have the talent and the squad to do it. So it doesn't, I think, diminish in our eyes any of the quality of group that's coming in here. Their defense used to be kind of a one-off for you. You didn't see it. Now. A lot of teams have replicated it this year in the Big 12. Does that help you going into this week, or, or is what they're doing still different than everybody else? Uh, you know, they're, the, the shell and, and some of the base concepts are, are similar to other people, but they, you know, they're kind of the original, and, uh, and they do it 
like any defense, they, they have intricacies, um, different things schematically that they do that, that make them unique. And so, uh, yeah, you, you're right. It used to be different to see a team that, you know, played a lot of drop eight and, and some of this kind of three safety uh, type defense that they, they were a, a kind of a one off or you do see it more across college football now. And I think a big reason you do is the success that these guys have had with it. So, uh, but they do it at a high level. They, they certainly do it as well as anyone. One of the things that, at least to me, is uh, really impressive is how much pressure they get out of a three-man rush. No. Uh, McDonald coming off the edge. I think he's the Big 12 leader in sacks again. Ten. I think he was number number two last year right up there at the top. What, what is it about that that – what do they do differently maybe with that three-man rush that allows him to get so much pressure? Yeah, no, they do a good job with it. I mean, it, he he individually is just a really good pass rusher. It didn't doesn't matter if it was a two, three, four, five, six man rush. He's 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 tough to block. He's a good player. Um, and I think for them, they they know their scheme so well, um, and they, you know, they do drop eight a lot, but they certainly will pressure you. You know, they're not afraid to pressure you and and to get hats on hats and try to create some one on ones for a guy like him. So. Um, now they knew their, they know their scheme well. They're relentless, and then part of it, you know, that those guys benefit from is, you know, yeah, it's a three-man rush, but when you've got eight guys in coverage, um, you know, ten, you know, quarterbacks can tend to have to hold on to the ball a little bit longer, and you get some of those what people would call coverage sacks. So I mean, they, you know, they just they know their scheme, they know the strengths, they know the weaknesses, uh, they play it very well, um, they close down a lot of windows um, and make things very tough on you. Is this the big? Uh, the best you've seen the Big 12 defensively, and has that changed the conversation on the recruiting trail a little bit? It used to be, yeah, you don't want to go to the Big 12. They don't play defense over there. Has that changed, you've noticed, out there? I would say so, yeah. I mean, I think the, that, that narrative is, is gone. I mean, I think it's been, in my opinion, a few years running here uh, that the Big 12 defensively has had more good defenses than bad ones and a lot of high-level defenses. Uh, individual players... Uh, collective units. Um, now there, there's, it does feel like there's more challenges every week there, um, and I, I think the, the the quality of coordinators in this league, like I said, player schemes. I mean, all of it. It's, it's like I said, it, the game continues to evolve, and, and the Big Twelve for a long time now, and I don't think it's changed, has tended to be at the forefront of a lot of that. And I think, uh, you know, that we're, we're just seeing it kind of continue to evolve right now. Iowa State always gets a a lot of attention and credit for their defense, and rightfully so, but offensively, really good, too. Um, I think in Big 12 play, they're maybe the second offense right now in total offense. What have you seen from them? Obviously, again, a lot of experience. Uh, Brock Purdy's played a lot of football at quarterback, really good running back, big physical wide receiver. They kind of have the total package. Yeah, they do. You know, they've got an experienced old line. As you said, Brock, uh, quarterback's played a lot of ball, um, throws it well. He's dangerous uh, running the football as well, can really run. Um, so very good player. Um, knows his weapons well. They've got, you know, a couple tight ends, obviously, that are really good players um, that do a good job in the blocking game and are very effective receivers. Uh, they've got a couple very explosive receivers. Then, obviously, you know, Brees is one of the best backs in the country. So, I mean, yeah, you add that up. I mean, they, they kind of have all the tools to be a very good offense, and they certainly are. All right, every week uh, we try to stump coach, or Teddy does, with the Butkus Brain Teaser. It is that time now. The Butkus Brain Teaser brought to you by the Oklahoma Education Association, fighting unapologetically for every student across the state, no matter their zip code. 
Co what do you got for coach tonight? Ted? I'm worried because I'm going to back to the 2020 Big 12 championship, and he just said a minute ago that it feels like it was uh, kind of just yesterday. So, oh. all right, here we go. Last year's Big 12 championship. Last year's Big 12 championship. First and 10. It's 7-0 Oklahoma. This is the first play of the second quarter. First and 10. It's a touchdown to Mims. <laughs> Plus 45. Right go, ahead, go ahead and finish here. Yeah. yeah. Plus 45, right hash. What's the play, Coach? <laughs> uh, it was a, a bootleg, and Marvin ran a post route, got over the top of coverage. Well, we really don't know if Coach got it right yeah. or not, so let's throw the video <laughs> here and see how he did. First play, second quarter. Yeah. Spencer Rattler looking deep for Marvin mm. Mims. It's a touchdown, and you're in the win column, Coach Riley. Congratulations on that. First place I guess I don't know maybe I could have presented that differently I don't know but that was great yeah it was a poor effort on your part tonight <laughs> no. I feel it's embarrassing <laughs> okay uh, coach Riley before we let you go um, I don't know if you know this or not but Thursday I believe is a big day is it Thursday Oh God! What are you talking about? My birthday? Do you have any uh -oh. forty? You, you have? I know you're not going to be forty, Coach Riley, for a long time. But Teddy turns forty <laughs> on Thursday. You have any uh, anything you'd like to say to him, or any words of advice, or anything? I can't give advice. I haven't been there yet. Maybe you should ask you, Toby. Wow. Yeah, uh -huh. wow. See, Teddy, I got your back. I appreciate wow. that. Wow. Right. I can't. It was so long ago. I can't remember anything about it, Coach. <laughs> so, uh, Coach, thanks for being with us tonight. We appreciate it. Good luck against Iowa State. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, very good. Coach Riley, Lincoln Riley. We'll take a break. We're not done yet. More with Teddy Lehman when we come back here at Rudy's. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Big 12 report presented by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Another wild week in this conference. K-State's on a roll. Kansas beats Texas mm. in Austin in overtime. Texas Tech, a 62-yard field goal to knock off Iowa State. Oklahoma State keeps wow. rolling. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, Tech, Donovan Smith, you know, he got his first real action against us in that game. But, man, he looked good against Iowa State. And, boy, you know, Kansas gets the win in overtime, two-point conversion. But it looked like for a big portion of that game, they were going to blow them out at home. And uh, you're right, Kansas State is firing on all cylinders. That game this week against Baylor is I, coin flip, coin flip football game. And you can't say enough about Oklahoma State right now. You know, we heard Coach Lincoln Riley there talking about Iowa State defense is number 10 total defense in the country. Oklahoma State is the number three defense in the country right now, just playing phenomenal football. Here's a look at what the slate looks like. 
this week. Sooners and Cyclones at 11 a.m. Kansas goes to TCU in search of a second straight win in the state of Texas. OSU primetime in Lubbock. Texas at West Virginia trying to break the losing streak. And there you go. Baylor at K-State. A game with implications. That'll be 4.30 in Manhattan, Kansas. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. And men's and women's basketball mini plans and single game tickets are on sale now. Don't miss any of the action. Secure your seats today. Call 405-324-2424 or go to Soonersports.com slash tickets. One more break. Final segment here with Teddy when we come back at Rudy's. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Hey, Fox Sports' big noon kickoff show coming back to Oklahoma. Don't miss Bob Stoops and the entire team. You could be on live national TV, represent Sooner Nation, 9 a.m. this Saturday at the party at the Palace. And make sure you're there for the next Sooner Magic Moment. Lock in your membership with the Sooner Club. Your 2022 membership renewal is now available, including early renewal incentives and monthly payment plans. For more information, go to SoonerClub.com slash Renew22 today check this out uh yeah this is awesome mike and julie from arlington brought teddy a cake for his birthday his Can 40th see birthday that? huh happy birthday teddy they love you it's so nice you know what's amazing they love you teddy it's amazing you know i don't think anyone's remembered my birthday for a long time but when you turn 40 He's all 40. of a sudden everyone remembers your birthday yeah, right it's a big one it's a big one. How are you feeling about it? I know you've been struggling with this. You doing okay? I'm, I'm doing okay. I keep reminding myself it's just a number. Yeah. I'll be no different after it's 40 than number, I was though. before, but right. I don't know if there's any truth to that. I, it's not, it hasn't been good. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank Happy, you. That's very nice. Mike it. and Julie very from Arlington awesome. for bringing that appreciate up. Appreciate you guys. Quickly, keys to victory for OU. Boy, uh, and Lincoln mentioned it. You gotta, we got to get back to running the football. Um, we got to take the pressure off our quarterback. You know, if you can run the ball, give him some better down and distances. Uh, he, he's kind of feeling the weight right now, having to make all of the plays and putting it on his arm in some tough – Tough positions whenever we're kind of one-dimensional. If we run the ball, get some better, easier, more uh, convertible third downs, I think that would help him a lot. we got to get back to running the ball and doing it with some, some success. Uh, I think we got to pressure Brock Purdy. He's shown that, especially in big games, if you pressure him, he'll throw you the football, and he'll do it in crucial moments. Uh, and whether that's just a four-man rush or bringing pressure, uh, bringing a blitz, we've got we've to find a way to make it uncomfortable for him. And then we've got to get back to finding the big play. Um, you know, we missed a couple of them there against Baylor. Whether it's going over the top or, you know, some of the, the underneath stuff that turns into an explosive play, we've got to be able to take some big chunk yardage on offense. And if we can do those things, I think we've got a good shot. Senior day, 
on Owen Field. Going to be emotional. Not always right. easy to find that big play against this Iowa State defense. No, I know. It's the way not, they play. It's not. But as Coach said, you know, they don't just drop eight all the time. They will take some opportunities and pressure you. And if you can pick it up, be clean up front. With our wide receivers, we'll have a chance downfield. Quick update from the Lloyd Noble Center. Women's basketball with uh, three minutes to go. Oklahoma 67, Central Arkansas 48. Jenny Baranchek's team on their way nice. to a 3-0 start to the season. All right, kickoffs just gonna be, are going to be just after 11 a.m. on Saturday. It's the Big Fox Big Noon kickoff game, 11 a.m. here in the Central Time Zone. Teddy and I and Chris Plank and Gabe Eicher to be on the air with you for the Sooner Radio pregame show starting at 9 a.m. We will also be there next to the Fox stage at the party at the Palace, so come on by and say hi to us on Saturday morning. OU Iowa State need a bounce-back win on Saturday, Sooner Nation. We need you to be there, be loud and proud, and we'll see you next week right here at Rudy's. Boomer Sooner, everybody.